0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten
1: your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula.
2: I can make a living from walking in the woods Good you morning Chattanooga area good.
0: Tony Sanders I'm Outdoors is live on the air the From the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River Right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee Sound excited because hunting season is amongst us I've been in the field, I've been hunting, life is good I'm excited Been shooting and hunting and hunting and shooting Watching dogs, what more can you want for in life? Robert good morning. What more can you want for? Cool weather okay you got me there yeah i i I'm sorry.
1: I have been in the office dressing up you know long shirt or dress shirt nobody cares long pants and nobody cares. I know they don't care, but you know when you have to wear a jacket at the office it this this time of year i I'm sorry, I hate this time of year. And, um just getting over a sinus infection because apparently everything Dang. is
0: blueing hey oh. i'm on I'm on a high here, you're bringing me down well I'm going to bring just, you
1: down a lot more because we have show prep, which is a lot of it is sad, but I'm just saying i'm I'm getting over a sinus infection, and i I'm telling you right now is not the time to be outdoors because the pollen levels are extreme, and uh we'll go from there but hi, how are you?. God. <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? Yeah. (laughs)
0: J.D., can we rewind and start over? Good morning. How are you? I'm not sure that's possible. Oh, good Lord. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying. Rob ruins everything. He did. Yeah, pretty
1: much. (laughs) I had a great week. I had a pretty good week. I got over my sinus infection, so I'm feeling good this morning. So, yay team.
0: Yay team. Wow. Um, we're having some technical difficulties with our guest. So you're not hearing anything. Adjust. Them. This is gonna be live radio, which means I have to play, fix it on the air. Uh, There's
1: a little dial. at, you know up and down okay, and up and it, down. Got you got it now. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was like I'm deaf. <laughs> and uh, that's different from any other day.
2: How? Yeah.
0: We we all us sportsmen are deaf because of loud bangs that have gone off in our ears. True. Huh? (laughs) Just ignoring you today. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's funny. I went dove. I was at uh, dove hunting Sunday, and we were having a discussion because I forgot my earplugs, and I'm like, "Huh? What am I going to do?" And so I was asking around people and. Normally, and in, in, believe it or not, in prepping for my dove hunt, I had three boxes or three packages of earplugs that I found and set neatly aside and left them there. So, anyway, so I found some. Of course. And in, in our friend uh, Roger Duckworth goes, you only need them on one side, the left side, if you're right-handed. True. And, and it's true because true. that's the ear you're damaging is the opposite ear, which is really kind of strange, but it's true. No, it's true. Yeah. So. so anyway. But I forgot I had packed a Walker Game Ear Muffs. In the house is Chris Wilmore. How are you doing, Chris? Good morning. I'm great. You're awake? I'm a little bit, yeah. Are you better than Rob is?
2: Yeah, I'm better than Rob is. Uh, okay. I can oh. I can attest to his pollen in the air because of course, I love going to the dove field and then sitting in a field that's largely ragweed and being hyper allergic to ragweed. Yep. It For like three days, I was like, oh, I really hate that I went dove hunting, but I really love that I went dove hunting. So, you know, there's, I guess, could that p- apply as no pain, no gain?
1: It could. But, you know, here's my problem is, um, you know, my good friend Rob Jeeves up in uh, New York, uh, he's been sending me pictures this week of the he's been sending me screenshots of the temperatures up in uh Youngstown New York just to
0: mess with you yes mm-hmm.
1: pretty much i sent him a i sent him a picture it was i think ninety seven and and the heat index was like one o one or something like that. I said I have got to get out of this place i I'm sorry i can't deal with this heat he sent me a text back. The high temperature was like 73, and the low that night was 63. And they were having an event that night. And he said, Oh, you know, come on out and come on out to our event. It's going to be a nice evening. There's going to be music. And 63 in the evening would be wonderful. Yes. But my problem is here in the South, we get like I don't know why we do this in the South, but we get we have winter, which lasts you know several months and then we get like one day of spring and it goes immediately to summer yeah and then in the fall it's like we get one day of cool and then it kicks back up and then it doesn't get really nice
2: until late November am i wrong in that or it is just it it's a tease it's just constantly going back and forth up and down and you never you go from light coat season to back into the short sleeves and you're like, I can't, I'm all over the place exactly. in the fall here. But I, when I, I look at the people up north that tease us right now, but then I, I remember one time uh, I pulled up my, my weather app in a place where I do uh, stay when I go, most of the time when I go pheasant hunting and pulled up the temperature in that town and it the high never crossed zero I was like, I'm
0: glad I'm here.
1: Mm. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that.
0: Is there any more whining we want to do, or do we want to talk outdoors? We're, we're talking outdoors. This, is the weather outdoors? Oh, good boy. <laughs> this is the one guy next to me that watches the weather channel like 24 7. I like the I weather channel. I, I do. I do watch the weather channel 24 7. I will say that. So, I see the weather. I know what the weather is. I move on. Oh, yeah. I look at the weather channel for, like,
2: five minutes, and that's it.
0: You're about four minutes more than me. Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, I.
2: you need to know what's going on during the
0: day. Let's be honest.
2: I don't need to see a reporter just barely hanging on to because they're out there in a hurricane. I know to get in shelter when there's a hurricane coming through. <laughs>
1: I'll give you that, yeah. <laughs> but I like, seeing, I like seeing it when, you know, like a, a piece of siding takes them out and, you know, they, oh, yeah, that, they have to is. cut across to something else. You know, I love to see that. But that'll
2: be viral, so I can catch it later.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I'm flabbergasted. Yes, you are, sir. Can we get started? Oh, we can. Please do. All right. You were in here for why?
2: Well, it's I wanted to talk to folks about quail. Quail. quail, quail, and That's quail a habitat. Bird
0: that whistles. Yes, probably sounds like. <whistles> yes. That's a good one, and no, we don't hear it very often. Sadly, true. Uh,
2: I've told this story. I don't know how many times in the last year or two, and uh, and it, you know. So apologize if you've heard this before, but I I didn't grow up hunting. I didn't start hunting till I was a young adult, and uh, and I didn't know that I, when I started hunting that that quail just weren't around here that much, and then I found out later through friends and social conversations and stuff of that there used to be quail predominant i mean there was a lot of quail in this in the chattanooga area and not just the chattanooga area not out you know way out in harrison or Sail creek or something like that it was there were quail probably within my uh, short range of this radio station itself uh, a friend of mine grew up near what's now amicola highway of course It's warehouses and stuff now, but you know back then, he said this was some of the some of the best quail hunting around was right around the house Mm -hmm. in Chattanooga. So I was like, well, why? What happened to the quail? And that's been my my quest the last few years is what what's happened because I I found out that I do enjoy quail hunting probably more than anything else as far as my hunting experience and I've hunted. Lots of different species, and that's just one brings me. I can't get enough of it.
0: I don't know why. Have you? Uh, I know you and I went out to Kansas. Yes. Seems like an eternity ago now, but yes, uh, it was a great trip. It was. It was. An, uh, I, I stumbled across pictures of it the other day, and the one, the picture that was so cool was the picture with the dog, the the dog box, uh, or yeah. the. And and the the quail were all on top of it. Yeah, and they were wild quail. Yeah, it's like this is unreal. Yeah,
2: and and we should be doing that here, but sadly we're not. And all right, let me ask, let me pose the question: Why? Well, it's the excellent question, Rob. It's habitat, largely. I, I heard a million excuses, you know, just like I said, talking to friends. But then when I got into really doing scientific and true research, I found out that it's just loss of habitat. Uh, what used to be good quail habitat, you know, now obviously it's hard to do anything about it when it turns into a warehouse or a business or something to that nature. Urban sprawl is probably what run them out of Chattanooga. But what happened to them in places like Sell Creek or Harrison and that kind of stuff, and it was, we changed our, one, we don't have the, the small farms. This countryside used to be dotted with, you know, 100 or 50 acre small farms, just family owned, nothing major uh, farming. And then it went to that we still have the farms, but there's not as many and they're fewer and further between. And then a lot of it, the farming practices that they they changed over in this last 60, 70 years, something like that, that, that's what's well, to push those birds away because they live in, they, they have particular wants in their habitat. They like areas that are constantly being turned over. Uh, they, they, uh, I mean, there, there's a countless things that they need basically different, different type of habitat that, that we don't find attractive anymore as humans. And so we've changed it to Savannah, if you would. And they're not a Savannah area. They're an edge dweller. Uh, and that's that's the largest part of it, and that's one of the things we're working with at Quail forever is educating people into building better quality habitat, and it goes against some of the stuff that we've been taught. Because over the years we've been taught that you know fescue is pretty, and so is Bermuda grass, and yes, they are pretty if you want a golf course, but if you want quail, you those are those grasses are not great for quail. They don't. Uh, quail don't like areas that are mowed. So put the bush hog away, and uh, don't don't bush hog. Not saying don't ever bush hog, but don't bush hog as much. You her, oh that field looks ugly. I'm going to go bush hog it. Well then they destroy countless quail nests. Uh, it, I, I tell people, you know, Smokey the Bear. As good as he is he, he in saving forests, but he did a terrible thing for quail because he told everybody stop burning. Quail move into those burned out areas. Mm-hmm. And if you have something that burns every say, uh, section of woods or a section of acreage that burns every few years, not not yearly, but I mean, say, on a 10-year rotation, then quail are going to stay there. If they've got that area that they can live in, and it, and it's just farming practices. We're mowing right up to the edge of the fence where the old old school farmer, you know, left a few feet, and that's that's where the few those few feet are where those little birds lived.
0: Yeah, I think the changes in agriculture practices have probably had as much effect as anything. Uh, but and your your friend's right. I mean, I grew up quail hunting and grouse hunting on Signal Mountain. That's where we hunted. All the time, and uh, and it's been I don't know how long it's been. Up. Well, actually, I hadn't been that long because a buddy of ours has a couple of Covey, mm-hmm. and I've I've stood out there and just listened to them, and that's up in Max County, not far.
2: Uh, another friend of mine sent me uh, a, a text not too long ago, and it was him. He was he was driving around on a on a dairy farm here in Trenton, and all of a sudden he's he's having a conversation and he goes, Wait a minute and he and he's recording and you can hear the bob just sound sounding just like uh sounding just like he did a minute ago with the whistle and he was calling the calling the covey together. That's what they're that that whistle. Go ahead, Rob, do it again. Yeah. Here it is.
1: I have very few talents in turkey calling, and apparently bird calling is my thing. There you go. You sound like a Bob Whitefoot. We'll
0: be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland,
1: Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491,
0: 472-5491 and check them out at Beatty's Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse. The great Indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway.
3: It Welcome above back the
0: man. Tony Sanders Outdoors. And with you this navy. Saturday morning, this in the house, Chris Wilmore from Tri-State Chapter of Quail Forever. i uh, got an event coming up on the 28th of September at Holland Sportsman Club in Hickson, Tennessee. Love to have you come to that. Events coming together. You ready for it? No. Okay, good. Doors open at 5, by the way. Mostly
2: 5:30 but I'm I'll okay. take anybody if they get there at 5 there I'll put five,
0: a, we're putting them in. We'll put them to work. All right. 5:30, <laughs> there we go.
1: Save. Okay.
0: We're good. It's it's you know that's just a suggestion. Anyway, people show up when they are going to show up. That's true. Yeah. I just want people to show up. Absolutely. We want people to show up. Um So I'm looking forward to have been talking to some people um uh, Frank Kinzer yesterday who's a Avid quail hunter. Good. Yeah. Just buying a table. I'm excited to have Frank there.
2: And and I, you you and I were talking yesterday, and and one of the things I, I thought you put it perfectly is people, please understand and be patient with us. We need we need bodies in in seats, but please understand that we're a new organization and we're going to have growing pains. It's going to take us a a banquet or two to get smooth. Yeah, that's a given. Yeah, and so you know one uh you know don't expect a i mean there's some of the organizations that have been around here for decades they do it like a well oiled machine and and people have come to grow to expect the same thing over and over and we're not gonna be that way we're gonna we're 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 shooting a lot from the cuff it, it's it's a it's a bird hunt we need a shotgun for this thing it's not a we're not a precision thousand yard rifle or or hot Hot rod muzzle loader as you just said <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that sounds wild I, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm thinking my muzzle loader c- might could get out to 150 yards 200 yards if I really practice a lot with it but
0: I've got a, I got a muzzle loader that I won at a banquet. I think it was Rocky Mountain elk banquet that's supposedly uh you know one of the the upper end muzzle loaders and I've never fired it so you're saying I'm cheap no, no. I'm just <laughs> telling you what I've got. Yeah. It's a Remington. Yeah. I know. And, I'm familiar with those And there. And they, they say that it's pretty accurate. So I, I Heck, if I'd known about the 1,000 yard shoot up at Zero, I might have been up there today. No doubt. <laughs> just to see what right. I can yeah. do with yeah. Because I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Shoot well, something and, you know, light a cigarette, sit back, have a cup of coffee while it's getting down there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe it's a little faster. Pull
1: the trigger, you know, check your email, check your Facebook status. Uh, oh, oh, hit. There we go. There we go.
0: Hey, speak, I, and, and I'll digress for a second. I, I had a conversation with Rob G's myself last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I used to smoke, uh, and I, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I quit that uh, mm-hmm. years ago. And uh, But I used to smoke cigars, specifically Royal Jamaican Buccaneers. Yeah. And that there was a hurricane that came through and wiped out the Dominican Republic tobacco business several years ago. So I decided I wanted to, you know, I was, I was around some guys that were smoking some good cigars. I'm like, hey, eh, you know, start checking out. So who do I text? Rob. Okay. And say, so, hey, ask your cigar guy, you know, what I can find to replace this. And so he came back with a couple of different things and Rob sent me a message. He goes, "Hey, those actually sound pretty good. I think I'm gonna order me some." And I'm looking at the website, and I'm like, "Oh man, they're back ordered." And he goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were both getting ready to order these things and to try them. Uh, we we're gonna get a five pack to try them, and uh, and they were back ordered. So, but anyway, it was it, reaching out to somebody kind of knows what they're doing. And, yeah, yeah, and no doubt. The guy gave some great suggestions. I don't know who his his cigar dude is. I know he's got a shop. He's got a cigar bar in his barbershop shop up there. He does. But uh, whoever his cigar guy is, he was the one that was giving us the the tips. And, uh, so. Would that be like a sommelier? I don't know. I don't know. That's not one of the words I have to use
1: today. But I I, I thought I'd throw sommelier in there. No. Yeah, yeah. That was that's a big word. It is. A, that's a well. Nice. No, I've got it. for those of you listening, I've got a list of. Uh, it wouldn't be Eight, fair to just nine, read the list. 12,
2: 13, No, I, I, I got 15 north.
1: words that I have to work into and you the haven't conversation. Worked any of them yet. Not yet. No, I'm I'm still working on it. I'm still waking up and, well, and I've been hogging up. the conversation too. So. True, and you know, I hadn't planned for you to come in today, so, you know, I'm kind of flabbergasted at this whole thing and a little bit discombobulated at the guest, you know, just arriving. There's two right there. So, um just throwing that out there.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I mean, and I did, uh, I did spring that on you by not telling. <laughs> Whoops. Oh uh, well. Yeah. Oh, by the way,
1: Rob, we're having a guest, and you're not going to get through this whole list because he's going to be talking the whole time. Okay, sure, no problem.
0: He's like no, it's like Chris is here. Go let him in. Who? Who? What? Where? He's outside. Chris is outside.
1: Chris is outside. What? Who's? <laughs> That's what the message I got was. Chris is outside. Okay. Go let him in. Go let him uh, <laughs> Here? Yes, go let him in. Okay, sure. Fix the camera, too, by the way. Okay, we'll do that. I was totally, you know, just bamboozled by this whole thing. So that's three. Thank yeah. you very much. It's <laughs> no.
0: And I worked him into actual conversation, not I mean, just saying them. Yeah. So. All right, fair enough. Well, we'll see how you do with the, your whole list. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you go dove hunting, you said? Yeah, uh, I just went one... Uh, Monday morning. Successful? Yeah, we've uh, got
2: nine. My, I say we've, uh, I brought my dog. I've got a. I've got a quail hunting dog. I was going to say, did your dog shoot? <laughs> well, he, uh, I, what I love about him is that if a bird is, say, wounded and on the ground, that's where just a guy on his feet is not very, I mean, he can try to ground pound a, a oh, bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is probably how you shoot most of your birds, isn't it, Rob? Oh, that was a Thank shot. Thank you. Yes, uh, the shot has been fired. Thank <laughs> you.
1: Are you saying I'm a bad shot? If not so, you are correct.
2: No, I'll go ahead and say it. you are correct, sir. But that's that's one of the luxuries of a, a good bird dog is that you the every one that I dropped was picked up, and not necessarily by him because he is a pointer by trade, and he goes and says, there's your bird, yeah, unless it's got some life still in it, then he's like, oh, that's my bird now. There was a video, I don't know, and I'm sure everybody's seen it.
1: Uh, somebody brought a dog into, like, PetSmart, and it was a, I want to think it was like a... It's a German short hair pointer. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I was thinking I it was a German short hair. And if you haven't seen this video, Google it. They bring this German short-haired pointer into PetSmart, and... It goes by the, they've got all these uh, canaries and all this, other and the dog just locked, and it was like,
3: hey, over
1: here, I found him. There's a bird. And the dog has his paw up, and and he is, lo- I mean, just yep. locked up. It's a beautiful sight. It It was so funny because they brought, the, and I love, and I've always said this, I love seeing the dogs do what they were bred to do. Um, I love seeing a Labrador going out, getting in the water. You know, they've got web paws. Most people don't, don't realize that. Labs have web paws because mm-hmm. they're a water dog. But seeing that German shorthair just lock up on these canaries and these little, uh, you know, whatever birds they were at uh, PetSmart, and he just, he, he literally, you know, the paws up, and he is full-blown point on these birds. Yeah. And the birds are just twittering around, and he's like, and his owner, you know, let go of the leash, and the dog is just
2: totally there. And he's like,
1: "Hey, yeah, over here, there's some
2: birds." Uh, ironically, that's one of the uh, things that my vet said as soon as uh, when I brought my, my dog in as a as a pup, and you know, giving that first veterinary examination, and she was going through and talking about various stuff, and she goes, "Are you going to hunt this bird? This this dog?" And and I'm like, "Yeah, he's going to go get, he's going to get trained. He's going to." And she goes, "I love it when a dog gets to do what it's meant to do, instead of just being a, a couch potato." Yeah, house, a house dog. dog. Yeah, and I mean, he's very much the house dog. I mean, he will he will be the couch potato. He will be uh, just you he know. he watches football with you. Yeah, he does, okay. and he loves to cuddle with my daughters and and everything like that. But then when you when I grab the 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 hunting gear. Even one night, I grabbed the the e collar just to charge it, and he saw that collar in my hand. He went nuts. He was like, "We're going hunting. We're going hunting." <laughs> it is. It. I think he would rather do that than e- than breathe.
0: Oh yeah, hunting yeah. is yeah. his
2: just absolute soul. Yeah. If we could get him on the show,
0: but he wouldn't talk. Yeah, I was going to say, what's his language feels like? No. Okay. <laughs> Arf, 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 arf. Yeah, it is it is fun. Uh, when we were out in the dove field Sunday, uh, several people had their labs. My son Kyle brought his uh, Brittany, mm-hmm. which is the first time he's actually ever been out yeah. in the field. And it was kind of fun to watch him trying to figure it all out. So yeah. he was just a pop. So,
1: yeah, it was fun.
0: All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Portson's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com.
0: Welcome back Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. In the house is, as always, Robert Pratula, the trout professor, here to answer all your fishing questions. Hopefully. I defer them all to him. And if he doesn't know him, he'll BS his way through it. Or look him up.
1: And, and speaking of which, I got to say this um, I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, we got a message on uh, Tony Sanders uh, Outdoors, our Facebook page, and a very nice mm-hmm. gentleman named Warren uh, posed a question. And I intercepted it and I did not have an answer so who did I call I called Tony Sanders and Tony Sanders did not know the answer but he found out the answer uh, this gentleman was posing a question regarding uh, kids in foster care and how they get a license because you know they don't you know they're in the system and uh, Warren if you're listening appreciate the message and uh, hope the information was great to you but I was so impressed that uh, Tony went above and beyond uh, on this particular request, called up and got the information and made a listener very happy and got him the information, and, you know, that's what a commissioner is supposed to do. So
0: You're not going to tell him the funny part of my response?
1: Yeah, the funny part was, well, if uh, the young lady who wanted to go fishing doesn't get a license. Quick enough. Quick enough. Tony will take them out fishing, and trust me, they won't be checked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was—it was it a—you was know—it's situation, and uh, and and we've got some really great people in TWRA, and uh, I was just—you know—I kind of feel like that's my job is to try to help out when somebody has a situation like that. And, yeah. But I did. I told him. I said, "Hey, we'll go fishing. I can assure you, she won't get a ticket if she's fishing with me." So. And that's—I mean—I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to. To say you go
1: above and beyond. I mean, you don't get a lot of credit for for all your hard work and travels for doing that, but you do go above and beyond because I have written letters to commissioners specifically in Hamilton County uh, prior to you and got no response whatsoever, and I got responses from other people but not my personal representative in Hamilton County. I don't respond to you anyway. Well, that's a given. (laughs) I got that, but, I mean, now I'm, you know, I'm giving you props, man. Thanks. Just just take it. Thanks. I appreciate (laughs) it.
3: Hey, David, how are you? Good morning. I think we all can agree that Tony's impressive. <laughs> I'll agree <laughs> yeah. with you, David. <laughs> <laughs> How did Thanks, you do that shooting Sunday?
0: Uh you know, it was it was slow at at the beginning and um we left and it got really good. Uh, oh, man,
3: don't ever leave. Never well, leave.
0: <laughs> well I I'll be honest with you, part of the problem was I was really getting concerned about it was really slow. Kyle had his dog out for the first time, and i was i was actually you know we had a we had a lab dive two or three years ago from a friend of ours who now lives out in Montana, but he died in the dove field he, he basically died of uh heat exposure and Ooh. You, yeah and you really gotta take care of the dogs when they're out there and if they're not really conditioned for the heat, I mean it was ninety something degrees, and and Patton was was doing as best as he could, but there towards the end he was getting a little tired. So I just made the decision uh, I didn't want anything to happen to his dog, and and maybe I was too, being too cautious, but you know at least Patton's running around happy, and uh, and I don't have to yeah. worry about it. But um, I heard about fifteen twenty minutes after we left, it started kind of heating up. So um, so I I you know I've uh, I, I got I shot twice and got one and uh, but I'm going to go back uh, and I may even go back this evening and in uh, hunt. Great. So,
3: well, I got my limit and that that which brings me to the next thing is the TWA guys are absolutely fabulous. We hunted um, uh, over at uh, Bark Cap Pairns at that field. We've hunted it before and they always do a great job with it. And we had a lot of birds and I got my limit and I had my own bird dog, a little fellow. that his granddad had. Brought him hunting, and he was about 50 yards from me. And, and every time somebody would shoot a bird, he was like five or six years old. He was excited. And he'd, I'll get it, I'll get it. And he'd run out and get the bird and bring it to you. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. I can just sit here in the shade. But it really worked out really well, But which brings me to your guest. Um, uh uh-huh. Welcome welcome aboard, Mr. Guest. How are you this morning?
0: I'm great. That's Chris Wilmore, by the way. I I didn't say that enough. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Listen, that's – uh you, quail hunting of course uh tony and i and, and robert we've discussed this before i actually live in a subdivision that uh i used to quail hunt in at a lookout valley a big farm and
4: mm-hmm.
3: I, I grew up quail hunting that farm but used to love quail hunting but um the uh they've got a lot of hostings over there the twra is working on um uh, rabbit and quail
2: that um, yeah, Camp Baron? yeah Yeah. yes uh I, I was glad you brought that up because that is uh That's one of the WMAs that, and it's probably one of the closest to Chattanooga, that they're dedicated to working on that quail habitat, the stuff that I was talking about earlier. Uh, And hopefully if we hold a successful banquet, that's one of the things that we're going to support. And hopefully we'll get in the pipeline so that if any of our uh, chapter members want to be involved on work days, if you want to put in sweat equity or you know, at the very least financial support to buy things like seed or fuel for tractors to do right. or do the control burns and stuff like that. But I'm glad that you're seeing the work of and hopefully the continuation of the work that we're gonna provide and have a place that eventually we'll be able to hunters like you and I can go in and have a place to that don't don't have a farm necessarily to hunt on.
3: Right, right. Well, They they seem to be doing a great job. They did an awesome job, like I say, with the Dove Field. They uh, And they were there, you know, of course, two guys were there and they were just working their tails off, hauling hunters back and forth on wagons and, you know, doing all the good things and checking everybody and doing surveys. But I was really impressed. They've, they've done a little bit of, um, oh, they've done some clearing on some timber around the edges of what used to be the main field. And they've done a little clearing and let some growth grow up and I think they're going to do a pretty good job over there. It really looks great, and, and uh, I I still think everybody ought to thank the boys in green every chance you every they, chance you get. They get a bad rap, and they, should, they they don't work deserve their it. tails off. Yeah, they work their tails off, and they just they're great guys. And, yes, and uh, we we appreciate them, and people like Tony and and everybody else that pitches in. We sure appreciate it.
0: Well the the guys uh, and and ladies that are on the ground out there they really do a great job and uh, we've got some really good officers you know Christy uh has been here in Chattanooga for about 10 years now mm-hmm. um yeah. and we got uh, David Holt who was just named officer of the year uh who is the 12 one of the, year old Yeah the 12 year old <laughs> Exactly <laughs> <laughs> He's
3: a young looking little fellow I, I tell you what I hope to <laughs> yeah.
0: gosh I uh, I look uh, I would love to look uh you know that that many years younger than I really am. Uh, I know that, feeling. And then uh, we got a new officer that uh, will be coming on board here pretty soon. So, uh, but we have great good officers deal. here, and and, and they yes. really do a great job.
3: Well, listen, you guys keep up the good work, and looking forward to maybe hearing that Bob White from time to time in the future.
0: Well, come out and support us. I know you'll you should be back in town on the twenty eighth. Would love to have you there, David.
3: We'll do our best.
0: All right, sounds good. Thank you, All right, David. Guys,
3: take care. Have a See good morning.
0: And uh the, the WMA he was talking about was how far from here? Uh
2: it's about an hour's yeah. drive depending on where you are in Chattanooga. It's just basically uh, right outside was that uh it's not, is it Murfreesboro? No. Winchester It's it's right it's it's real like close. Oh Manchester? To, yeah, it's it's like right outside the uh, uh engineering, uh, Arnold engineering. Yeah. Over,
1: over in Manchester. Yeah, AEDC. AEDC. It's like yeah.
2: right off the freeway. I've been to the dove hunt. It's been, I've slept a bunch since then. It's Tallahuma. been several years. Tullahoma area. Yeah, and it's it, the dove hunt is actually great there, and uh, and that's one of the things they're, they've dedicated. TWRA has dedicated that WMA to bird and rabbit, small that the small game type stuff, and they're really doing a great job. And we're going to support them and continue to. Uh, because the, you know, they, they need all the financial help and that kind of stuff, and that's one of the things that we hope to be in the pipeline and, and building that. There's a, there's another, in Region 3, there's another, w, another w, WMA that they're working on, and it's closer to the Crossville area. Uh, Commissioner, you're going to have to help me with the you WMA numbers. About, you're not talking
0: names. about the Bridgestone one, are you? Because that's, that's outside that's of Nashville. two, yeah. Well, th- there's, yeah, that's Brid- not... Oh, you talking about the one up towards Knoxville?
2: It's kind of between Crossville yeah. and Knoxville. Yeah,
0: gosh, I'll have to look it up. Roan County,
2: Roan County yeah. is uh, that chapter is really throwing some support, and if we can throw, if we wind up with the, that's one of the lovely things about Quail Forever is the local chapters decide where the funds get spent, and it's it's pretty awesome because it's not it's not going far far away; it's going right there, and
0: and
1: I think with a little bit of work, I think that you know. um, I'm going to throw Tony under the bus in the second hour and ask him for some uh, numbers, but we've had some success stories in Tennessee with the reintroduction of species, uh, turkey, deer, lots of different things, and I think if we throw some work equity into this, we could get quail back here and have them. So,
0: all right, that and more are coming up shortly on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, for your outdoor toys, Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Back, Tony Sanders. Outdoors.
3: Are turning,
0: I was trying to find the WMA. A the Campfires are burning. We're I should have been more prepared, <laughs> but I wasn't. So it is what it is. But anyway, I'll figure it out at the top of the hour break. How's that? Okay. You want to go over the calendar, Rob? <clears throat> I will. Today coming up, there's a youth dove hunt at
1: the Hiawassee Refuge starting at 12 p.m. You need to go to the TWRA to register for that. So hopefully there will be a lot of youths out hunting dove at the Hiawassee Refuge. And then on the 28th of this month, Quail Forever Banquet at the Highland Sportsman's Club. Doors open at 530.
2: Buy your tickets early so we know how much food to buy.
1: Yeah. Book now to avoid disappointment because we will sell out. Sure. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, we will sell out. Yeah. Book now. You need to book now. So uh, If you
2: don't buy your tickets ahead of time, I'm not going to buy you a dinner, and then you're if you show up and you just don't get to eat. And okay. That, how, that would make you sad. Yes, that would. So if you want tickets, you can call. You can call me. Uh, my number is 423-280-1789. By the way, I'm Chris Wilmore, so in case you missed the first hour of the show. So that's
1: the Quail Forever Banquet coming up on the 28th, and uh, if you want to... See a whole bunch of bunch of smiling youth head out to the Hiawassee Refuge today at noon, and there's going to be a whole bunch of kids eager to dove hunt out there. So I'm going to head out to that myself. Always help out with that. So know a few know a few of the other guys will be out there this today. So
0: now I don't know if you saw this uh, for you deer watchers. Uh, we have another positive test, not confirmed yet. Uh, out of Tipton County, which is north of Shelby, uh-huh. so it has been in the watch area, but not in the CWD zone, and uh, it looks like it is going to be in the CWD zone here shortly. Uh, kind of hate to see that, but it, you know it's going to be a, it's going to be what it is. Deer don't respect boundaries; they do not. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a three and a half year old doe that was. Uh, has been tested has tested positive and waiting on confirmation now. But what we have discovered is very few confirmations overturn the original test. So mm-hmm. not anticipating any change there. So there you go. First hours in a can. We sure appreciate you being part of the show. Hang loose, go get a cup of coffee. We'll be right back with Tony Sanders Outdoors.
5: What? Every day. That's a that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Honey.
0: Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten
1: your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Whoa your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula.
0: Welcome back. I'm Hour number two, to Tony Sanders to Outdoors. Out. For all you on Facebook, I bet back. the audio quality has improved greatly. If I can make a We're having some technical and issues, and I was yeah. working on that during the break. I do apologize for that. Don't understand technology at times, especially at five o'clock in the morning. But, ha! Thanks to Andy, perfect audio now. Thanks, Tony. Whatever you did at work, just call me Technical Tony.
1: All right, I'm having audio issues as well. I don't have, a... I didn't have headphones there for about ten seconds.
0: So I hate that. Apologize. Don't know exactly what was wrong.
1: All right, we're cooking with gas now man we're struggling all right this
2: morning
0: dang I hate that when it happens but you well, know what
1: someone cattywampus I, I mean something went cattywampus so yeah. you know it
0: happens uh, you know what I bet it was the some of the, the stuff from Friday night we'll blame them red, yeah the red zone people oh yeah well we'll
1: blame them sure why not just throw them under the bus I have no problem with that. There you go. They come in here and mess up the studio and we come in and clean up and make it all nice and pretty and
0: Hey shout out to mister uh or Mrs. I don't know which. Mr. Jamie Mills from New Zealand. Our New Zealand guy's back. Oh awesome. I appreciate that. Good afternoon.
1: Evening. Evening, yeah. I'm, I'm It is, yeah. It's way good even evening, to, yeah. Good evening,
0: good evening, sir. Good day, whatever you want to say, but it's like Paul Harvey. Good day, good day. All right, all right. I feel good. I feel good. everything's fixed. Um, go ahead, Rob. While I'm typing a, a note to all of our listeners, apologizing for the audio.
1: No problem. Uh, got some, uh, got some wild outdoors news and got some idiots outdoors. Um. I, I think we need to read The Idiots Outdoors. Um, we have, well, it's not really idiots. It's truly dirty hippie news. And you know how much I hate those dirt, dirty hippies. An Australian, and this is for our listener in New Zealand, which is very close to Australia. They're neighbors. They're neighbors, they're neighbors and they share the same language. But an Australian vegan takes neighborhood to court over barbecue-smelling meats because the smell is wafting into her yard. An Australian vegan woman who was furious that she could smell her neighbor's barbecue from their backyard took them to court, and she kind of, you know, had a vegan beef (laughs) uh, with the state's highest court. Uh, Scylla Cardin, who lives in Perth, the capital of Western Australia, says her neighbors next door use a barbecue so often to cook fish and other meats that it causes her to stay inside. Silla says that her neighbors grill fish in their backyard deliberately to bother her. Deliberately. They put put it on the grill and all I smell is fish. All I smell is fish. I can't enjoy my backyard and I can't go out there. The woman also said her neighbor's uh, cigarette smoke drifts into her yard and complained she can't stand the sound of children in the area playing basketball on a nearby court. Cardin claims it's all deliberate that her two neighbors are doing this on purpose. It's been devastating. It's been a turmoil. It's been unrest. And I have not been able to sleep. <laughs> One of the neighbors told yeah. the news outlet he wanted to remain on good terms with Cardin. I don't know why. And said they had removed the barbecue from their backyard and told their children to stop playing basketball. So let's coalesce to this dirty, tree-hug-and-out-of-scrub-and-crystal-wearing-long-haired-Democrat-Communist. So we will coalesce to her wishes. Miss Cardon demands uh, were proven to be not reasonable, and indeed were to the detriment of the other owners' ability to enjoy their lots," said the court. So Cardon took it to the Supreme Court, which has sided with the lower court and dismissed her case. She has again appealed the decision. Which was refused by officials. So, how do
0: you, how do you appeal above the Supreme Court? Uh,
1: because it, it affects me, and i I smell those, okay. I smell all those meat, and I don't like it, and that's violating my rights.
2: Well, that was that was in a few good men. The, I, I object. Oh no, I stringently. Oh, okay. Well, if you stringently object, then that makes it makes it more. So, if you appeal the appeal, you can turn it up to eleven because you know, yeah. Eleven's the highest.
1: You know, we don't we have 10, but if we turn up to 11, that's cool. one higher. Okay. Bunch of dirty hippies, I swear to God. Uh, this woman, uh, she hates children and meat, so that's a great neighbor to have. Yeah. Uh,
2: some people
0: just can't appreciate good things. Did you see where buddy Chase killed a bear? Chase killed a bear? Chase killed a bear. Where was Chase at? Up north, okay. I don't know where. Uh, I think he was in Canada. Okay. I think, but he got a. I saw a picture. He got a big bear. Good. And that's uh, excellent. I talked to him. He was. Did Did he buy that at the s c i banquet? I just. I don't.
2: He may have.
0: Well, that's <clears> what <throat> I asked Keith, and Keith didn't know. And yeah. Uh, and I, I talked to Chase. Chase was shooting, at the. Um, Chase uh, has a has a
2: bitter honor. has a bear uh, a bitter that it comes to the. Uh, auction and buy stuff, and then we don't know that. But the person buys stuff, and then all of a sudden, chases on that hunt or that fishing trip or whatever. And and I'm like, okay, so your secret bidder was. Anyway, he got yeah, a bear. He got a bear. That's, That's a good, excellent. Yeah,
0: awesome. Yes. I'm. Uh, I wouldn't mind going for a bear hunt.
2: It's on my short list. I just don't know that I'll ever get to it. I have no desire.
1: I'll be honest, I got no desire, but
2: well, okay. well like i said, I'd rather bird hunt, but you know yeah, I mean and that seems to be where my my George Washington's go because I don't have any you know Benjamin's
1: no i just i've I've had bear twice, I've had it good once, and i I need to give a shout out to you know our good friend keith the i've i'm sorry, I've had bear three times, two were bad, one was good. Uh, I didn't say I want to eat bear. Well, well, I mean, if you're not going to eat it, well, that's true. then why should it? But Keith did a pot roast of bear that was amazing. Okay. It was awesome. The other two times I've had bear, it was nasty, gamey, rancid, and uh, it kind of turned me off. And that's, you know, unless I figure out how to cook bear, you know, I'm not going to go hunting. It, yeah.
0: I, he cooked that in the, the sous vide. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's about the only way he cooks meat. Yeah. So. He, he did it right. I agree. I, I, I mean,
1: devil is due. He did it right, and it was awesome. I It, it was very tasty. It was wonderful, but. He called
0: Keith, the devil. I just heard. That. <laughs> I'm going to go to another devil. Hello, Richard Sims.
4: Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm on my way to the river, so that's always a good thing.
0: That's your happy
5: place? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It is. You know,
4: I mean, of course, I got a lot of happy places. You know, field has been a happy place a couple times this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. I guess if I'm outside, it's a happy
0: place. <laughs> hey, I have, I, I I read your stuff all the time, Richard, and, and I commented on Facebook. I really enjoyed your story about uh, uh, the local hunting after or post Argentina. I think you did a, I think you did a, a great justice to that kind of
4: hunting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I knew somebody read it. But I wasn't sure who. I'm glad it was you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
4: <laughs> so, what's going on in your world?
0: Well, we're talking about Quell Forever. We're, we're going to have our first banquet coming up in a long time, uh, coming up on the 28th of September. Uh, I'm going up to the Hawassi youth hunt today. Uh, see what happens up there with the kitties. I always enjoy going up there and I know you're going yeah. to, you're going to be fishing and, and dove hunting today.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, go, go down to field down at Covey Creek for a big fundraiser. They're doing for the Tennessee wildlife resources foundation and, uh, see what they got going down there this afternoon. Uh, that's a that's a good deal where a lot of people come together to raise money for a good cause and hopefully shoot a bunch of birds
0: well i i I really wished I could have gone to that one for sure uh, I didn't know about it until after I, I already committed to go up to Hawassi. and I do enjoy going up there to the youth hunt up there so uh, so I, it's it's a win-win it's a couple of great events happening today for the outdoors so
4: well i'm I'm sure the kids also get a, a great kick out of seeing you, you yeah.
0: know, yeah.
4: world-famous Tony Sanders outdoors himself.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they care.
4: <laughs> it,
0: I, I learned a long time ago, if, you, if you're feeling kind of full of yourself, just go hang around with a bunch of kids, and you'll realize that it, it really doesn't matter.
4: They, they they humble you in a hurry. They they do, they
0: do. and that's great. So are are you going, how is the catfishing right now?
4: Well, you know, actually, um, I was out on, uh, Thursday and Thursday was actually the, the second best trip I've had all year long. I I keep, I keep detailed records of every trip I make. And, uh, you know, I I can tell you exactly how many catfish we caught on every trip and, uh, Overall, this has not been a good year. Uh, this this year, my catch this year compared to last year is about thirty percent down. Uh, wow. The catfishing has been a little bit slower. Now that said, you know thirty percent down is, is still pretty darn good. You know, well, I, I know exactly. I've put about. 725 catfish in the boat since i've been catfishing you know in april so uh so i can't complain but this time last year i was over a thousand fish so uh so yeah we're a little off this year but had a great day thursday we had you know <clears throat> two fish that qualified for the tennessee angler recognition program They turned the great big ones loose, but uh, they went home with about 200 pounds of catfish to fillet. Uh,
1: Hey, Richard, uh, I know you went out with uh, Dr. Yarborough a few weeks ago, and uh, Dr. Yarborough called me and said what a great trip he had with you. Uh, It was a night trip and uh, caught some white bass and crappie and a few other species, but uh, just to let you you know, uh, he called me and was telling me all about you and singing your praises, sir.
4: Well, that's good. I always enjoy fishing with Doctor Yarbrough. Uh, he's had he's had a rough year, and yes, sir. It was I was proud to proud to get out with him, and uh, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of that. Uh, not fishing for crappie this year. Actually, the night I went out with Doctor Yarbrough. It was kind of tough. We really didn't catch a whole lot. We caught a few. We put a few crappie in the boat, but it was it it was not as good a night as I've had doing that. Some other nights, but. Uh, He's always a lot of fun to fish with, and, you know, it's kind of special getting out there at night fishing. Yeah. No traffic on the water, all dark and quiet and peaceful, and, yeah, I enjoy the, I enjoy doing that.
1: Well, he was saying what a great trip he had with you. So, uh, I, you know, I, I've known Dr. Yarbrough for many years and glad to see him getting out again.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know it. Hopefully, uh, you know, he's in a situation now where he's, gonna be able to get out a little bit more than he's been able to he's of course been a full-time caretaker for a while and yes. uh, you know got the, got the opportunity now to get out and give some time back to himself
1: yeah he, he's been calling me asking me when i can take off and go fishing so <laughs>
4: <laughs> well i mean that's you know as independently wealthy as you are, you should be able to do that about any time you want, can't you?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a teacher. I make the big bucks.
0: And the radio bucks, too.
1: And radio bucks, too. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Richard, we got to go pay a bill, man. I hope you catch a bunch today.
4: All right. Me, too. We'll uh, Hope you all have a big time up at Hiawassee with the kids this afternoon. Tell the TWA folks up there that Richard says, hey.
0: I'll do it, and I'll uh, I'll make sure and get you a few pictures.
4: Okay. Sounds right. good. Appreciate it. Thanks, Richard. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Outdoorsman extraordinaire, Richard sense. Indeed. World traveling, Argentina hunting. He killed a few birds. Did he the did. birds
1: fly different down there? Because, you know, when, when you flush the toilet, it goes the other they way. They fly the other direction. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I'm just asking. There's so
0: many birds down there that uh, you have no idea.
1: Well, I saw one. They were holding a a pigeon. Some some. It was a dove, but it was like I mean the size of like a a small Labrador. <laughs> we'll be
0: right back. Sports
1: Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sports' Warehouse. Sports' Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsman's.com. Fortson's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491,
0: and check them out at baby's Fertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs, whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423 847 3881. Again, that's 423 847 3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen State Farm. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live, Live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423 280 3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423 280 3677. Back Tony Sanders outdoors. We just did a sportsman's commercial and you know <laughs> great bunch of guys out there well, and ladies too. Th- there's, there's no doubt and, and, and I talk about them. They have been a sponsor of my show since I came on the air uh, or shortly after I came on the air. Here's the deal. they I send you to their store to buy stuff. I can assure you, I buy my stuff there. Uh, pure and simple. It's not uncommon for me to go in there and buy anything I need, uh, including my wife goes in there to buy shoes for my grandson all the time uh you know so it's not just hunting and fishing I mean you got camping hiking got a quarter of the store's clothing.
1: Deborah went in there and found some shoes she liked, and she bought more stuff than I did on the trip there so yeah, so yeah.
0: you got all that but here's the thing I talked about um we 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 talked about their supporting. All the organizations, they support them all. Uh, They're doing, they're the main sponsor of the uh, DU youth thing that's coming up uh, next spring, in March.
2: They're sponsoring Quail Forever. They're
0: sponsoring the Quail Forever. They are sponsoring uh, the southeastern chapter of QDMA, uh, which is having their event Thursday night, uh, also at Covey Creek Farm at 2855 Cloud Springs Road in Rossville um that's going to be on Thursday evening uh you know a great organization QDMA and uh in Sportsman's Warehouse is, is is part of the sponsorship team of there handling all the FFLs but you name them Rocky Mountain s c i uh friends of n r a all these organizations they're the ones that make this work it doesn't work without Sportsman's Warehouse and i don't know why in the hell people don't get this mm-hmm. Uh, I I see the ads. I get the ads from all the other organizations. Those organizations combined don't even support all of the organizations as much as Sportsman's does. Any one of these organizations, and and I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. It's it's crazy, and and that's not even the stuff that they the FFL. Carl and I sat down one day. We were just kind of chit chatting. The FFL. That they contribute to the organizations, the main hunting organizations, the FFL part of it—that's all—is almost six grand a year. Wow! Just that, not considering the contributions they make, not considering the, the effort they put towards the youth. So, if you wonder why I'm passionate about Sportsman's Warehouse, that's it. Because none of the orga- other organizations in this area—and you know what I'm talking about—the big box stores. They don't give a flip about the organizations. They make it difficult to deal with them, and they don't do anything. I've gone to them all for various organizations. They don't do anything except on the national level. Yeah. So, you know, if you get something from them, great. But I'm telling you, Sportsman's Warehouse, day in, day out, they are the ones that step up. Well, forever. This banquet's going to be so small compared to what I'm used to running. Mm-hmm. All right? But they're going to still be there to support us. QDMA, they're going to be there to support them. Yep. The first 300 kids that come to the DU event are going to get a membership. My grandson Hunter has a membership to DU because of the Sportsman's Warehouse. And pure and simple, that's just the bottom line. Yep. I'm tired of pussyfooting around all this other crap.
1: And speaking of which, our uh, listener David Wright just texted me. He's going to Sportsman's today to
0: pick up his new 4570 rifle. Good for him. Good go. for him. Let's talk to John. I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'm coming down. Okay. I'm down. Fair enough. Hey, John.
5: Hey, Tony. Rob, Chris. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, good morning sir. Good. Actually, Tony, this might put you right back on your soapbox. Because it was, uh, kind of transitions into what I wanted to ask you. You know, America's so-called largest employer mm-hmm. um, recently announced that they would stop selling ammunition or I believe that's correct. Yep.
0: Some ammunition, yes.
5: Do do hunters really rely on a um, box store like That Big Ninkum Poop for their um, hunting and fishing needs, or is that something they've just carried to say they have it in case –
0: no no you no know. no Walmart in in uh Walmart is the largest single gun and ammunition dealer in the country bar none all right, so it is a it is it was a significant statement. I don't have a problem with them making a statement uh I'm not going to call for boycotts and all that other crap I mean that's up that you got to make your own decisions they got to make their own decisions uh. I find it ironic uh and I saw this post on Facebook the other day so they're they're doing away with uh two two three and five five six mo which is what is used in a r fifteens and they're doing away with handgun ammunition um okay, so that's what the, that's all they're doing away with they're still gonna consider or sell you know other things rifles and things like that uh they quit selling a r s in twenty fifteen um they were just smarter than others, and just didn't really say much about it. They just quit doing it, and and it, it came out. But that's all. But the bottom line is, is this: um, it's going to it's going to make people appreciate uh, places like Sportsman's Warehouse and other places that uh, that aren't going to acquiesce to to this so called pressure. And and the funny part of it is, John, none of this crap that they're doing is going to change a thing nothing absolutely nothing and and i saw a really funny post uh when it it showed how many people die every year of cancer but walmart sells cigarettes uh it shows how many people are 38 percent of the united states is obese and i fit in that group all right uh they're still selling fatty foods so it's all profit driven and 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 this is nothing but a it's uh, it's a, a feel good thing, so they can acquiesce to forty five percent of the country that absolutely will make no difference whatsoever in anything that they say it's going to. And I'm not you, I'm not discounting I'm not discounting John the fact that they had two incidences in their store in the last um, month month. I, I'm not discounting that at all. Um, and 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 people will tell you, and uh, Rob's heard me say it a lot. I'm not an open carry guy, so you know the, the taking away or warning you not to carry openly. I don't have a problem with people that do. Uh, I've got friends that do. I'm not a guy that does it because I think it does two things. It does make people nervous, okay, right or wrong it does. But number two, it makes me first target, and I don't necessarily want to be first target. I want to. If you're gonna come in and do something bad, I'm gonna catch you by surprise, and I'm gonna catch you by surprise in a in a very uh, significant way. Uh, and that so that I've always been a concealed carry kind of guy, but if people want to carry openly, they carry openly. That's their choice. Um, well, let
5: me. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No. It's fine. Well, Go ahead.
5: two two additional questions and yeah. one. Do you think a place like Walmart will eventually phase out selling their out? You know, their guns altogether from pressure to have a for their for their corporate image for their shareholders, which will only help places like, you know, Sportsman's Warehouse. But do you think that's the trend that stores like that, like Walmart, that are not true, you know, not 100% dedicated to the outdoorsman will go to? And then, you know, you mentioned about the open carry, people being nervous. Do you think it's a lot of people are nervous because you see somebody – with a gun, with a handgun. And do you think Do you think it's because everybody else doesn't honestly know what kind of experience, what kind of training that person has? Is it, you know, because you don't know if they just got the gun a few days ago or if they've been a long-time um, gun advocate like yeah. you who, you know, takes care of your guns, practices
2: yeah.
5: what you question. preach, you know, you practice using it. Do you think that's a large part of it? Because you don't know what kind of background that person has with it.
0: I think that I think the unknown. And 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 Rob and I had a discussion about the uh, Chattanooga police officer carrying a gun down Eighth Street in Chattanooga, and and I told him I said, you know, I'm probably going to quickly assess the way the guy is carrying the gun, whether he has good intentions or not, and I think the average person that is around firearms a lot would probably do the same thing. But I was talking to a, uh, a young lady who works with me uh, who is only a year out of college and her reaction was a hundred and eighty degrees different. And she was seriously, she and her friends are very concerned uh, and I think that's just uh, an environment that has been created where we don't know anymore. Uh, in right or wrong, uh, I, at first was kind of dismissive of her, uh, her thoughts. And I, and I, I, the next day I actually apologized to her. I said, you know, after thinking about what you said, uh, I want to apologize if, if I did dismiss your thoughts, but it was really kind of interesting to hear her thoughts on it. And, and unfortunately, uh, and, and the part that we don't live is we kind of all live in our own world. You get out mm-hmm. in you get out into rural America where my family is from, Walmart is a whole different store there than it is here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, and so I don't know what they're going to do. And I mean, I, I I never went there to buy my outdoor stuff anyway. Um, I might grab a T-shirt if I'm running later. I might grab some ammo if I was running the field, and they were the first store I came across. If I didn't have what I wanted, but it's not something that I would. I I searched out and went to. I have to admit that I didn't I I haven't shopped at
2: Walmart for outdoor needs, you know, in some time. But when I was first getting into hunting, like I said, I was I didn't get in earlier I didn't get into hunting until I was a young adult and of course that's when your dollar goes needs to go as far as possible. But there also wasn't a sportsman's warehouse in Chattanooga at that point in time, so I did shop at Walmart, but I don't now that I have great place like sportsman's warehouse i don't do that anymore right yeah
0: all right john i gotta go I, i'm sorry I, I on my soapbox i ran I, I ran past the clock
5: nope i'm sorry Tony, no. rob chris y'all have a good morning thank you man. You too, sir appreciate you. It. Bye.
0: sterling i'm gonna have to ask you to hold on just a second know you've been on hold for a while i'll get you i promise you as soon as this break is over tony sanders outdoors we'll be right back
4: Come the ducks, get the high
0: Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest-lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports Locally, like Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. The Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee
1: are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at dot Fertilizer.com.
0: Hey, I want to apologize guys to Sterling for a uh, long commercial break and things going on, and it just uh, didn't work out. He couldn't hold on, and I apologize. It, that's... All on me. I got on a soapbox and didn't come off. <laughs> I guess we need to make sure that we tell everybody about Quail Forever and what's coming up since we haven't talked about it much this hour. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we've got the Quail Forever Banquet uh,
2: coming up on the 28th of September. Get your tickets now. You can get them online. You can uh, email me, call me. However, send, I would say time messages to birds, but that won't work because the... Uh, that's one of the problems. Is we're trying to get more, more birds in the in the air and or on the ground more more like it. Uh, that's the that's the whole goal. They, I, I, I shake my head every time people go, "There ain't no quail around here no more." Well, that's what we're trying to prevent. We want to have some quail around here for us to hunt any anymore. And that's 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 the that's the overall goal. Please be patient with us. We are starting anew, and it's it's going to take. It, we're, we won't be a well-oiled machine for at least a little bit, but this is uh, this is you know we don't, just because it's a baby doesn't mean it, it's not going to turn into a beautiful thing. We're yeah. not lollygagging, so
1: we're not lollygagging. No, all right. You
0: know it is. Uh, and, and people go to banquets that that we're involved in, and and they expect them to to happen a certain way, and you know we're used to doing banquets with 300 people, and if if we have 75 people we're going to be very happy with we're this going to be
2: pleased at this thing so it's, it's going to be very very social very uh almost almost like a like a family event as far as it's just going to be uh very low low key very but we one of the biggest things is we're wanting to help educate people on what can what can be done we've got a, a bunch of we, We've got more projects than we've got, or ideas than we can, and we're welcome to, to more ideas to uh, to what we can do to improve the and, and send that quail habitat message out into the tri-state area.
0: Cool. Looking very, forward to it. Very cool. So happening uh, 28th, 28th at the Highland uh, Sportsman Club. Yes. Coming up quickly. Yes. Doors open at 5.30. 5.30. Five thirty and we're keeping our cost
2: as about as low as we dare do it because it's pretty much just to get in the door we're you're pretty much buying the meal and we have options for with or without a new one year membership, so we're not we're not making money off of you coming to the event, so if you just come to the event and then then I'm gonna bend your ear about what's going on and hopefully try to get what? some money out of you but we're gonna even if you can't make the event, we're at least doing a don't do not have to be present uh, gun giveaway for uh I always screw this up, a veretta. Very nice. Yeah.
1: So what do you get with a one year membership? Do you get uh mag, they, m- they, monthly they, magazine or a quarterly or something like that? Uh, it's six times five or six times a year yeah, a magazine. Semi-monthly, semi-monthly. It's, uh it's cool. a no. it's a beautiful magazine. monthly, sorry. Yes.
2: Uh and of course the access to the web page, they do podcasts. I, I Oh nice. I love their nice. podcasts on oh, nice. uh, the wing. Uh, they pretty much alternate one day, one month they'll be talking about quail, and next month they'll be talking about pheasants. And they, I mean, okay, the cool. various states all over the union, and uh, it's it's a beautiful organization. Uh, the Pheasants Forever organization's been in, in place for over 30 years. Quail Forever is not quite so long. Uh, it's but it's the same people, same organization. Gotcha. Just a, a more of a regional base and places where Quail Forever has gotten established and started doing that work, they've seen massive incre- increases in number of quail, covey counts, that kind of stuff. Uh, I went to, a, earlier this year, I went to a seminar, and they were talking about southern Iowa. Had They were saying the same thing we were saying. There ain't no quail around here anymore. And number of chapters got started, uh, and the southern Iowa now is seeing, like, like two hundred percent increases in covey counts, and just takes, it takes a few years, and it takes a bunch of dedicated people, and next thing you know, you've got quail. Awesome. And they were they were doing the field of dreams. If you if, if you, build you build it, it they, they will come. come. Gotcha. And that's what it is with the quail.
1: Um, got a message from uh, Steve Kroll. Uh, he wants to. He has a question for us. Uh, he hasn't hunted in years, and he's looking to hunt on public lands. Where would be a good place to start? So I think we need to address that when we get back from
0: commercial. Sounds good. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. I'm
4: on a first-name basis at the tackle shop. I got a charge account.
0: Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up. We've got about three minutes here. Question came in. Guy's new to the Tennessee area and hasn't hunted in a while or hasn't hunted in a while in Tennessee. Uh, there is about a million acres of WMA uh, land. Uh, you, The TWRA owns about 600,000 of that. Uh, but there's about a million acres that we manage to hunt. It's not always going to be easy walking hunting, and private, as you get on walking through private lands, but it is it is good hunting, and not necessarily for quail if that's what you're referring to. There's not many as opportunities for quail,
2: yet. We we did look up during the break. You promised that we would look it up, and uh, the
0: uh, WMA that it had slipped
2: my mind that's being also worked on for quail was the Bridgestone Firestone, which
0: is up there near the. Across the area, yeah, um, and that that's definitely built or being worked on for quail. There, yes, uh, a lot of money being poured into that. You um, can have success on public lands. I mean, I think Sonny the Duck Hunter pretty
1: much hunts all public lands. He does, mm-hmm. and I mean, so um, uh, Steve, you know, appreciate the text, but you know, there's a lot of public land available. So I hope you get out there and you know, rejoin hunting and uh, enjoy the outdoors because there's a lot of public land that is that's good. You just got to work it a little bit. You got to know where you are and what you're doing. Well, it's hunting,
2: not shooting. Yeah. True. True. You want know, to go shooting, you go dead zero. There you go. There you go. That's a very good point.
0: All right. You didn't get all your words in. I did not. That's all. Right. Well, we had
1: a guest, and I did not know the guest was coming
0: in today. I was the
1: spoiler. Well, I got one, two, three, four. Or five five out of what I'll I'll 12? give you
0: I'll give you I'll give you a reprieve and let you try it again next week.
1: All right. Well, we'll try it again next week because there are several I, words I, I did not get to. I better
0: check and see if we have kids for next week. too.
1: That would be appreciated before. Hey, open the door. Our guest is here,
0: and I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Hey, uh, the southeastern <laughs> uh, Southeast Tennessee branch of the fourth is having their fourth annual sportsman of QDMA. Let me try it again. Southeastern Tennessee branch of QDMA is having their fourth annual Sportsman's Night. I've been to a couple of them. They are uh, a lot of fun. This one's going to be down at Covey Creek Farms, uh, right out of uh, Cloud Springs Road, uh, which is the first exit when you get into Georgia. It's actually a great venue. It's where the DU has their event. Uh, Donnie Covey opens his place up to organizations. Uh, if you want to go to that, call Eric Burnett at 423-315-0191. 423-315-0191. That, again, is sponsored by uh, our friends at Sportsman's. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to see you at the Dove Hunt today at 12 o'clock noon. If you need uh, information about that, go to TWA if you got a youth that wants to Dove Hunt. And, again, we've been plugging it all day, but don't forget the Quail Unlimited Banquet. coming Forever. Up- Quail Forever Banquet. Sorry,
0: what'd you I, call it? Unlimited. I'm good. I'm
1: trout unlimited. <laughs> Quail Forever Banquet
2: on the 28th, Highland Sportsman's Club, 5:30. Look look us up on Facebook. We've got a good uh, trying to keep a good page going there. So,
0: Chris, thanks for coming in, man.
2: You're welcome. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. Even though Rob didn't know about it, that's okay. That was part of the charm.
0: Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Let's go, man. We've had fun. All right, let's go hunting. Get outside with Cindy is next. We're going to go and get inside and have breakfast. See you next week. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Lock us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.